is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into tonight's Flyers game recap as we look at this afternoon's Flyers game up in Toronto. T dot the six, as uh, Jersey Dre would say. The Flyers, however, unfortunately gave a good effort. They didn't play full three periods yet again and would lose four to three. I want to say this. Listen, I was kind of frustrated about this whole Flyers situation. I could deal with the loss. I can deal with a loss within young players learning some valuable, valuable things. But the problem is, is that, you know, this, this team loses and I don't know what the direction of this team. I don't know how to feel about these losses in general. Like, for an example, during the Sixers tank years, a loss was like, OK, well, there's a reason why we are losing. There's a point to all this. We are tanking. We are trying to build a championship caliber team. So that means. We lose to get a better chance of getting the highest place in the draft lottery so we can get those big, talented players so that we can build to the team that we honestly have now. We're a champion. We've been a championship-caliber team for the past five seasons. But with the Flyers, I don't know where it is we're going. And I believe in Torts, and I believe that he is teaching these young guys some good things. Like, I, you know, we'll talk about some of the impressive stuff that we've seen here tonight and honestly the past couple of games, but... It's just like with a loss now with the Flyers, it's like, I don't know where to go. And that's the worst part about it. The light at the end of the tunnel is very, and I'm talking very, very bleak. It's, it's like a minuscule light that I can see. Because I don't know what the direction of this hockey team is. I don't know what we're winning or what we're losing for. And it does feel like this team is destined for more of a, a, top, a, a top 10 pick instead of a top 5 pick, if you get my gist here. But, you know, tonight today there were some good... Um, I felt like in this game, for the first couple of minutes to start it off, I felt like the Flyers played with some confidence. They have been playing with confidence over the past couple of games. They have won their three or last four. Um, and there's a little bit of a road trip. And, and they, why is it that the NHL does that? Why do they always put us on the road right before the start of a new year? I, you know, it, it is what it is. But starting a little bit of a road trip here. Um, the Leafs are a really good team. Obviously, they've been feeling themselves. They've been hot as well. And so going into this game, what would we expect by that? You know, this is obviously a team that is missing a, a lot of talent. There's a talent, a void here with the Flyers. Obviously, injuries don't help either. But the Leafs have a talented team. But in those first couple minutes, I felt like the Flyers had some good possession they, you know, through the first period. And overall, I thought they looked pretty solid. Now, the Leafs did have more shots on goal. I think it was like 11-3. to three, But the Flyers still were playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Take that for what you will, right? Second period, though. Oh, of course, let's not forget the uh, the the Tony D'Angelo power pull forward into the first period. I forget that one. Tony G. Tony D. Let me get to him in a sec because I don't even think that was the best play he had. And that was a goal. But one nothing heading in the second period, and things kind of just collapsed for the Flyers, dare I say, in the second period. Um, slowly throughout the period, the Leafs just kept putting applying pressure, applying pressure. And then in the the end of the period, um, the Leafs would go on. Uh, sorry, the Cal Jenerick would get the first goal, a little bit of a, a deflection shot. I would put the Leafs up one nothing, and then Mitch Marner. Of course, being Mitch Marner gets a little bit of a deflection. That that puck gets into net. That was right before the end of the second period. So in the midst of two minutes, the Philadelphia Flyers allowed <laughs> two goals. You had a one nothing lead. 
The worst part about it, the second period was completely dominated by the Maple Leafs, but you ended the second period with only seven shots on goal. The Maple Leafs had 27. You're not going to win any type of game with those type of numbers. And that was the problem. And like the day, the the the, the previous game um, before this one, uh, the Flyers just for putting shot against the Blue Jackets. What was it like? Thirty nine shots they put on goal. Now obviously the Maple the Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets aren't completely different trajectories, right? Blue Jackets dealing with injuries. They're kind of in the same spot that we are. Maple Leafs. They're they're honestly trying to knock off that 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 little bit of that 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 nod that they have up there. You know, the playoff woes. It's kind of like the Sixers, you know, how we're all like, can they get out of the second round for the Maple Leafs? Can they win a damn playoff series, right? And so that's kind of where they're at. But this is obviously a really good team. Um, the third period that the Maple Leafs continued applying more pressure onto the Philadelphia Flyers. They tacked on two goals by Michael Bunting and William Nylander. Uh, it's a 4-1 game at that point. This was a one nothing game through the first what, uh, 27 minutes of this, or uh, no, more than that, like 37 minutes of this game. They were up one to nothing, and they were in this game. And then in the midst of, of literally, we're looking at what? The midst of uh, 12 minutes, the the, the, the the Maple Leafs just took over this freaking hockey game. It was a four to one game at that point. Little over halfway point of the third period, it's a four-one hockey game. But then I don't know what exactly because for let's say like thirty minutes, the Flyers just couldn't get anything together. No puck possession, no good shot on goal. The PK obviously was struggling. They allowed a power play goal uh, to end up on that Mitch Marner goal, and all of a sudden they just clicked. They got some good possession going. They got some shots on target. Um, t- uh, Tony D'Angelo with the best pass that I've seen from him this season, 12-01 into the third period. Tony D'Angelo, oh, well, the Flyers go on a f- quick fast break in their own end. And then Tony D'Angelo right at the blue line gets this beautiful seed of a pass to Morgan Frost, who would write Samson, Sam's, Sam Sonoff, all right, sorry, too many Russian names over the past couple days. Sonoff uh, gets it right through his five hole, and uh, that would put the Flyers up three. Uh, I'm sorry, I would cut the lead to two, four two game. And then in the midst of a minute later, uh, Joel Faraby finally, Joel Faraby would get a goal for himself, uh, as he would get a nice little five hole goal. Um, and it was, it was a nice move by Joel. And Joel's obviously someone who's been going through his ups and downs. Um, it just kind of feels like Joel Faraby's been going through the yips. I mean, we've seen the yips in Philadelphia before. I mean, I think Markel Fultz is the last one we've seen it. Now, obviously, Joel Faraby hasn't gone through anything to the extent of Markel Fultz, but you know, he just he looks like he's lacking confidence, especially on offense. Whereas before, I mean, like, dude, last year there was some there was some moments last year with Joel Faraby where I'm thinking to myself, this dude's about to be a future star because he was just demonstrating. And in the goal they had in the third period, it was a great cup inside, and he gets it right through the five holes of uh, Samsonov. And that was a great one. And it's a 4 3 game, and you have five minutes left. I'm sorry, six minutes left. Six minutes left to tie this damn hockey game up. Flyers had every opportunity. Joel Faraby with 525 left 
Oh my God. It was a Travis Connecty gets the puck to Joel Faraby, who was wide. Or no, I'm sorry. Travis Sanheim gets the puck to Joel Faraby, who was wide open on the right side of the net. Ladies and gentlemen, Joel Faraby was on Brigantine Island. That's how secluded this man was. And Austin Matthews, being Austin Matthews, makes a great play. Now, this pass from Sandheim to Joel Faraby was a little bit behind him, but that was the best opportunity of the night that didn't go in. Austin Matthews just gets that stick, and Joel Faraby can't get a clear shot. We're talking a wide-open net, and he just flat-out couldn't put it in, and, and, and it definitely blew there. Um, and that was really the best opportunity there. Uh, Morgan Frost had a nice opportunity as well in the closing minutes. I think like 2.30 left, he had a nice opportunity. Um, the game ends in the worst way possible. Travis Konechny, as the literally uh, as the buzzer's gonna go off, my man's ready to take a wrist shot. He's ready to bury this, and he snaps his stick in half. The twig gets snapped, and that was it. That was it. Game would end at that moment. Four three game here, uh, for the Leafs to win. I give credit to the listen. I know it sucks. Like if you look at it, because the Flyers. Overall, for the most part of this game, did not play well. They did have a lead that they blew. It was a one nothing lead that turned into a 4-1 deficit. And you had opportunities. You turned it off. You turned it up with, with, with like the last, what, like nine minutes of this game? They turned it the F up. But they could not close it out, and they could not finish it out, which definitely blows um, because the effort was there, especially against a good Maple Leafs team that's been hot. But you got to play full Three periods of play. And this hockey team, ladies and gentlemen, is 3-6-2 and two this season when they score first. Why is it that this team, when they score, when they are, are in control of the game early on, seem to struggle and seem to not be able to close it out? Like, why is that the case? Obviously, like, you know, you got a lot of youth playing on this hockey team, and you're going to have your bumps and your bruises, but you can't always play from behind. You can't put yourself in a hole like that and expect to dig yourself out of that. I know that for the most part, a lot of Flyers fans want to tank because they want Connor Bedard, which I can't blame. But you also need to remember, you have Morgan Frost. You have Owen Tippett. You have Joel Faraby. You have Noah Cates. Um, you have Wade Allison. Cam York. Travis Sanheim. These young players need to win. They need to they need to do this the right way. Losing to lose only helps the case of the hockey team to get a better draft pick. Which, by the way, do you really trust his front office to do that? Tortorella needs to do work his magic, and he needs to be able to continue developing these guys. I forgot to go over the line, so let's go over them real quick. Your top forward line here tonight: Morgan Frost centering James Van Reems, like an Owen Tippett. Your second line was Noah Kate centering Joel Faraby and Travis Konechny. Your third line is Scott Law and centering Kevin Hayes and Zach McEwen. Your fourth line, Patrick Brown centering Nicholas Delorier and Wade Allison. Your defensive pairings, Yvonne Provoff, Rastos Rissolainen, Travis Sanheim with Tony D'Angelo, Cam York with Justin Braun, and then obviously Carter Hart in net here today, or yeah, today here for the Philadelphia Flyers as I almost just performed a big boo-boo. <laughs> I almost just exited out of all this. That would have been absolutely atrocious here. 
Um, want to welcome Facebook. We got YouTube. We got Twitter. Of course, we got TikTok here as well. We got DSM Media in here as well. I want to formally welcome everybody in here to today's Flyers game recap. Again, the Flyers fall today, four to three, to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Guys, both comment sections: YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all open right here. We got TikTok's comment section as well uh, open. So keep throwing your comments, questions, and concerns, especially if you watch tonight's Flyer or today's Flyers game, especially if you are a hockey fan. Throw your comments, questions, and concerns in the chat. did see some here uh, on TikTok. Keep tapping that screen away as well, TikTok. Let's get some more hockey fans in the building. What's up, uh, RLP Dame? How you feeling? What's up, brother? How you feeling? Appreciate you coming in here, my man, my guy. You know, RLP Dame, you've been showing some love, man. I think it's time we make you a moderator. I appreciate you, brother. Add a moderator. Confirm. Cool. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, RLP Dame Flyers really need to shut everything down. A restart. <sighs> yes and no. Here's the problem. There's too much confliction between the front office and the actual coaching and the coaching staff. Front office still believes that this team can contend. They can compete this year. And they still believe that guys like Sean Couturier can come back this year, which is beyond me. And then you got the coaching staff who are more realistic who are saying everything that the fan base wants to hear, they believe that this is a process. They believe that they need to rebuild. They need to build this up. So when you have that confliction between your coaching staff and your front office, how, how is that conducive for anything successful? You have two separate entities that are thinking differently. They don't have their minds on the same cause. And that's the problem here. This medical staff's absolutely terrible. We haven't been able to develop players quick enough. Morgan Frost is starting, starting now to show some light. This dude, what, got called up in 2020? In 2020, 2021 season? And, he, and he's just now starting to show some promise? I mean, it, it's it's just bad. Um, Nate, thank you so much for the follow, man. Welcome to the family, brother. Welcome, family. Uh, what's up, Jalen? How you feeling? Uh, I don't know what Rock Chalk is, but awesome. Joel Embiid. Okay. We got an Avs fan. Welcome, Jalen. Congratulations. Well, Stanley Cup is definitely something we would love here in Philadelphia. It's been a lot of lot of generations. You do not even know what that's all about, uh, including mine. Um, I've seen a I've seen a Stanley Cup final that we lost in five. No, six against the Blackhawks. Never, never leave that love that one down. Absolutely atrocious. Um, Joel Farabee, to, today I really hope that this is exactly what he needed to knock the yips off. It just does feel like he's going through those yips. Now, look, pretty much like when, when I'm talking, if you guys don't know what the yips are or the yips, what they mean exactly. It's a mental block that a player has. You know that the talent is there, but mentally it is blocking them from actually producing. And I think that's what's going on with Joe Therapy. Now, obviously, he dealt with injuries earlier on in the year as well. You know, there was there was a, a risk that he was going to miss the beginning of the season. He made it. Now, did he rush it? We do not know. Now, obviously, it was a, a couple week, couple games ago. Um, you know, you saw Joe Therapy get into the fight. And you would think that, okay, that was, I think it was against the Avs. 
Um, but you, you saw him there, and you, you think it's yourself like, okay, this is what he needed. Show some emotion. Like the one thing you worry about is like, where's their mindset during yips? But you know, you definitely love to see that. And then in this game, I mean, look, the goal wasn't anything crazy, but it's what you needed. You know, how many times have we said with this fire team in general, especially last year when they struggled to score some goals? It's like, dude, just, just get an ugly goal. Just get like a, a couple deflections, get in that. That's how you get the offense going. Just something. And for Joel Farabee, hopefully this is what it was. Now, the 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 clear, he had the best opportunity to get a goal here tonight. Today, whatever. Austin Matthews made a heads up of heads up plays, man. That was crazy, dude. And and unfortunately, dude, if if Joel Ferry was able to bury that shot in, man. That would have been big for him. That would have been such a big confidence booster. Just think about that. Get a game winner like or game tire like that. Who knows what happened in overtime or in the closing minutes of that game? That was what, like 525 left? You would have to try to close out that game or try to get another goal within uh, less than five minutes. It would have definitely been tough, but it would have definitely been awesome to see as well. Um, speaking of young kids, besides Joel Farabee, obviously we're still waiting to see for Joel Farabee to get back to the form that he was on. But Morgan Frost has honestly played really well. We talked about that just a second ago. Needing to see some more production from young players. We haven't been able to develop them quick enough. Morgan Frost showing some promise. Ladies and gentlemen, over the last six games, Morgan Frost has had three goals. That's consistent. And you hear Al Morgani talking about it during the postgame show as well. Morgan Frost is now turned to someone that John Tortorella can trust and that can use in late game situations. I mean, he was your top, he was on your top line here tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna keep saying. And by the way, he was on your first unit of the power play, which uh did get five opportunities. One of them was was a goal. The obviously the Tony D'Angelo for the first one of the game. Um, but that's good to see. That is definitely promising to see. And of course, as you keep fo going moving forward here within the season, you know, guys like Morgan Frost, Owen Tippett, Wade Allison, Cam York, um, we'll see who else they do call up. But these are the guys that you do want to see continue developing and continue seeing good ice time. And Morgan Frost is definitely heading into the right direction. Cam York also heading into the right direction as well. So that has to put a smile on everyone's faces. The one thing this team needs to do is develop the young players. That has to be imperative, to say the least. Um, Tony D'Angelo, look, he's honestly been the defense defenseman that this team has really needed. Because you think about it, in today's day in hockey, you need more guys who can provide offense. And where, you know, you do get that from Ivan Roth, but you know, Tony does play solid defense, too. And more importantly, is providing those chances in the in all, on offense that you know elevates pressure off the defense. If you can create better opportunities on the offensive side, then it just alleviates pressure defensively. It's common sense, and and so you know Tony D'Angelo has had some solid numbers. I think he's got four goals, ten assists this year. Uh, so he's definitely been playing really solid here for the Flyers. Something that they've definitely needed. Um, and you know to, today he had a great goal at that power play. That wrister from the blue line is pretty solid. And obviously you saw him miss like what, like four or five games due to the death in his family. I don't know if he needed a little bit of a refresher, but he's looked refreshed since coming back from that family emergency. Um, and so hopefully Tony can continue playing at this level because it's definitely been big. Um, Felix Sandstrom is sick. Uh, he's dealing with an illness. We'll see when he comes back. It does suck because I 
as much as Carter Hart has been playing pretty solid hockey as of late, um, today he thirty saves off thirty four shots. Um, so he's been he's been worked on a lot for sure. Uh, but again, you cannot continue expecting Carter Hart to win you all these hockey games. Like it's just it's just too much to ask for from a, from a guy like Carter Hart. So as good as he is, man. You need you need to give him some help, and one way you can give him help is some offensive consistency. Let him play with a lead, like that would be very beneficial. And keeping a lead, you know, tonight you had a one nothing lead, but you know you you went over forty minutes without a goal. So you you have to you have to help him out with that. The offensive consistency has to work on. And I just think it was kind of, like there was points throughout this game where the Maple Leafs were just playing keep away from the Flyers. Now look, there's a lot of talent on that Maple Leaf side, granted, but I mean, you 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 can't just allow the Maple Leafs to just make it look dumb, you know. And and that that definitely has to get approved upon. But you know, you're gonna run into nights like this, right, where the team on the other side has more talent than you. But I mean, how long can you can you make them last? How long can you make them sweat? And that's really what we uh, want to see here in Philadelphia. Uh, my crack and play ten your time. Cracking doing these right now. I know they were they was hot for a little bit. Able to see them lately. Love to watch them play. Well, Haxel, huh? Haxel's got himself a little bit of a hockey team. That is definitely crazy just to hear. Um, the Seattle Kraken are sitting in third. Wow, the West, the Pacific. Interesting. Yeah, the Golden Knights in first. Didn't think that happened. Uh, 47 points. The Kings in second, 41. Kraken in third with 39 points. Oilers right behind him with a point. So not bad for for Luke's Kraken. Okay, okay. You enjoy that game here tonight. Who the Kraken play, Luke? Um, Kansas Jayhawks, Rock, Rock Chalk, Rock Chalk, Jayhawks. Ku. We got a, a Kansas Jayhawk fan. All right. Hey, we appreciate that. You know, we 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 love uh, Joel Embiid's alma mater for sure, man. Absolutely. All right, so you know, first off, this this afternoon game was a little bit weird. I, I am curious to see why we did play um, an afternoon game. I wonder if we'll have to do that ever again, but we'll see. Um, next up for the Flyers, they actually got a back to back. They're back at it tomorrow. Uh, they'll be in Carolina. Uh, the Tony D'Angelo to Carolina uh, at seven o'clock puck drop. Obviously, Sixers in action seven thirty. So. More than likely tomorrow, if we can, we will do the Sixers game recap instead of the Flyers. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that. But 7 o'clock puck drop, Flyers versus Hurricanes. So we'll see what happens. Uh, a reminder, ladies and gentlemen, tonight's uh, Flyers game recap was sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. If you folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. And right now, when you use my promo code at the checkout page, use uh, the promo code Barcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lots Rain watch. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for tonight's Flyers game recap. Again, the Flyers lose today in afternoon showdown to the Maple Leafs, 4-3, and we're at it tomorrow against the Hurricanes at 7 p.m. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe for more Philly sports. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I go by El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Flyers. Talk to you guys soon.